0: You are listening to The Data Point Podcast, brought to you by The Hindu. I'm your host, Sonika Loganathan. This is Episode 3 of Vital Signs, our look into how India's medical education system is affecting the country's healthcare. Okay, Viknesh, welcome back.
1: Hi, Sonika. How are you?
0: I am good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Episode three. Let's talk about episode two first. Right,
1: right. So in episode
0: two, we
1: asked doctors a specific thing. Uh, we have a very uh, big shortage of doctors and specialists in rural areas. Mm-hmm. So we asked them, why did why is this shortage there? Right, 80% shortage. Absolutely, absolutely of of specialists in rural areas. Now, one solution which came out from the discussion was that uh, bringing in more doctors from rural areas so Mm -hmm. that they can go back and so their towns and hotels and so on. But we soon learned as the podcast progressed (laughs) that that's not a viable solution. Right. Because they also have aspirations and uh, a person from a rural area will naturally aspire to go to an urban area so the so one of the solutions that they proposed to make rural healthcare as a part of rvs curriculum right. right expose them early to uh, rural healthcare right and uh, also uh, put in, put them in touch with rural doctors who work in uh, in those areas uh, so that they can become their role models
0: because if you know rural students don't want to go back to rural india urban city students also obviously are not going to be inclined to go to work in rural India. So there has to be some kind of incentive. And we learned that that mostly just comes from giving students that exposure to rural healthcare and kind of showing them what opportunities are available rather than just focusing on the negatives or the assumed negatives that come with working in a more rural setup.
1: Yes, but it should be commercially viable too. Right, right. It can't just be all, you know, service
0: right so this episode we're going to take a look at the curriculum itself so one of the sort of promises of neat is that it gets more meritorious candidates to enter the mbbs program and become better doctors whether that actually holds true is a whole other story so that's sort of what we're looking at this episode and figuring out the difference between the curriculum over time
1: yeah so Why are we specifically looking at the curriculum of MBBS, right? There is a general disgust shown towards state board students because they are labeled as rote learners. Or they just uh, write exams by recalling from the memory. Right. Right. And one other thing which usually is uh, identified with CBSE students or, or any other board students is that they understand and learn mm-hmm. and during examinations they apply mm-hmm. and solve and
0: right? of course NEET is based off the CBSE syllabus exactly so. exactly
1: about 80% of it is from CBSE but state board they have to it is not wildly different yeah. but they have to strive more yeah. right apart from helping somebody to crack an entrance exam and become an mba student we really wanted to know whether it also helps them to be a better doctor or Mm -hmm. even before even becoming a better doctor does preparing for NEET has prepares them better Mm -hmm. for the MBBS program itself Mm -hmm. does it make a difference because if it doesn't then at the end of the day it's just one more hoop that the student has to jump otherwise it is just meaningless for him right so it is just an impediment or does it have an impact or does it prepare them better because given that mbbs curriculum is one of the extremely toughest courses, mm-hmm. right so is it giving them an impetus mm-hmm. Does preparing for need uh, serve more than just an entrance examination
0: based off of the conversations we had we kind of saw that cbc state board and the coaching culture that you know kind of dominates the entrance examination process, maybe even more than what you learn in school in the 12th Mm -hmm. marks. After these students go through all of that, it doesn't really end up making a difference once they start their MBBS program.
1: Yes, so most of them said that they start from level zero.
0: Yeah, it ends up begging the question, why sit and learn and memorize, or whatever the case is, put all of this effort into NEET If at the end of the day, you're not really applying anything that you spend all of these hours learning when you're actually trying to become a doctor. So let's bring in Parth Sharma. So Parth, as we know now, he's pursuing his MD in community health and he did his MBBS at Christian Medical College in Bellur. And, you know, he came from a CBSE background. He did coaching, all that stuff. But Here's what he had to say about whether that PrEP actually
2: carried forward into his medical course. People coming from ICSE, CBSE, other boards, there wasn't much of a difference because we were starting from scratch all over again. None of us knew what medicine was like. So, that really didn't make a difference which board you were coming from. Maybe you, your biology was slightly better, maybe you understood the basics, slightly better, but then again, in the first year, you go through all that all over again. So, it's not like you're expected to know that and then you start from something totally different. You again go through those basic things all over again. Once you get into med school, I don't think uh, CBSE, ICS uh, makes much of a difference. The ISC has, they put a lot of stress on English. Uh, so, maybe, maybe the spoken English is slightly better. like that but otherwise the subject-wise medicine-wise i I didn't see much of it
0: and here's what Lakshmi vijayakumar a psychiatrist who has you know is constantly working with young doctors who are fresh out of school this is what she had to say about the mbbs course and what it demands of students
3: The curriculum itself is quite voluminous. You can't have an easy life as a medical student. If you really want to be a good student, you have to really slog. It's not only memorizing the facts, you know, it is also... Learning and experiencing, and that's what in medicine. After a year, you are half the day you are with patients, and that is necessary because what you can read in books is—I mean, it gives you a lot of knowledge. But how you use the knowledge, you need to have that experience to do that. Any textbook can give you knowledge. Any, or even even people don't even do textbook; they do Google, and you get the knowledge. But you need to develop the experience and the wisdom to know, use the knowledge appropriately. And that's what happens when you actually interact with clients and do it. There was some talk about a lot of uh, students who who got into Madras Medical College failing in the first year. Who are all top students who got selected into Madras Medical College but couldn't clear the first year exam, you know. And uh, say, how can they, it happen? They were all the cream of the people. And they are failing. The fact is, when you are doing your twelfth, a lot of it, particularly in the state board, is mostly based on rote learning. And if you have a book which is, say, hundred pages, and you read it hundred times, you know everything there. But when you come to medicine, and when you have a Gray's Anatomy, which is thousand five hundred pages, no one in the world can say I have mastered Gray's Anatomy. You know. So your ability to comprehend the salient points, your ability to conceptualize those salient points and your ability to adapt it for, uh, that becomes critical, which is not really the focus of the class 12 exams. Right. So that which okay. is why many students who are toppers in school don't do so well in medicine.
1: Sonika, did you see what Path actually said? He said, everybody starts from level zero, mm-hmm. right? So there is no big difference between a CBC student and a state board student or an ICC student uh, when they start the previous course, right? Yeah.
4: Um,
1: Lakshmi also said something similar. There was a small difference that being that she said it's more hands-on the courses it's more about practicals
0: right you can't really rely on the road learning memorization yes, yes. way of things and yeah. if that's what you're used to that's yeah. probably going to be a exactly. problem exactly so Disha Agarwal was also talking about memorization she's currently in her third year of her MBBS course and you know again she went through the whole process where she was a CBSE student she went to the coaching classes now she's at maulana azad medical college mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she says that compared to school compared to NEET, and then her mbbs course now she actually uses the word worlds apart to describe yeah. the three yeah. different phases you yes. have to go through
5: so i would definitely like to say it is worlds apart um, so, when I was preparing for NEET, uh, it was all a very rigid curriculum. Whatever my teachers at coaching would tell me to do, I would do that. I would not question why they're telling me to do something and, you know, what is the deeper meaning behind, say, a certain concept. Whatever they've told me, it's golden and, you know, that's it. I have to memorize it. I have to be able to replicate it. I should be able to apply it whenever I'm solving a question. You asked me whether it was very memorization-based Um so biology as a subject, uh, you know, um, it does involve a, a huge amount of memorization that comes mm-hmm. with the subject, uh, the way I think of it, like you have to know certain facts before you can build your concepts. Physics, on the other hand, uh, is more understanding based. And I mean, that that still held true when I was preparing for NEET. So mm-hmm. I had to memorize a lot uh, for biology and for certain aspects of chemistry. But I would not say that, you know, it was very memorization-based when it came to, say, physics or uh, the physical chemistry aspect of chemistry. That being said, I will still say that uh, the questions that are asked uh, in exams, they are very memorization-oriented. Like, for example, in the biology section, uh, the questions will come straight from the textbook. The Mm. exact same words, the exact same sentences. You know, in the unfortunate event that you do not remember that paragraph, you will not be able to get the question right. So, okay. so they treat the textbook like their Bible. That's what they say. So when we're preparing, they say NCRT is your Bible. Um, if there is any uh, sort of doubt, if there's any answer that you feel is incorrect, you have to go back to the textbook. Whatever the textbook says, that is the answer. Okay. And how much of
0: the neat syllabus overlapped with the CBSE syllabus?
5: Oh, uh, they were exactly the same. So the, uh, the textbooks okay. that are prescribed uh, in the CBSE curriculum, they are the exact same textbooks that will be used uh, while framing neat questions.
0: Okay, so now that you've started your MBABS program, what were some of the challenges that you faced early on in terms of the curriculum, the syllabus? How was the style of teaching or the content? different from what you were used to, what you had in school and what you did in the coaching centers? What was that adjustment like?
5: Um, so the first one would be the sheer volume that I have to study now, the amount that I had to study in 11th and 12th, even though, you know, it did feel like a lot of work at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. Retrospectively, that was a cakewalk. I mean, I could just sleep, I could dance and I could enjoy my life. Uh, without worrying about the enormous pile of textbooks that was, um, you know, just accumulating, that is one. Uh, the second one would be in school and in coaching. There is a lot of, um, you know, spoon feeding. I'd say a lot of hand holding and a lot of spoon feeding. Like if there is uh, something that you're not able to understand, you can keep going up to people. You know, like please explain this to me. In fact, when um, teachers and you know, coaching teachers are also teaching. They, they cover every single aspect in great detail, you know. They should not leave anything out. And we should not face any problems uh, while, you know, uh, going back and solving questions. In medical college, however, the environment is a little different. Um, there is no spoon feeding. So, like, if you're interested in reading, if you're interested in learning, great. Um, but otherwise, nobody will actually, you know, put in great, great efforts to make sure that you've learned something. Talk to me a little bit about
0: the curriculum of the course itself. Is it kind of like you memorize everything that you can first and then
5: you move on to the practical aspect of it? Like what is the process like? Like if I compare it with school, uh, in school, the major focus was on theory. Hmm. Uh, With a very small practical component to it, you know, whatever we did at labs and that was not much. Uh, But in college, uh, there has to be, of course, you know, we're training to become doctors and we should be able to do things, uh, not just read books. So there is definitely a much greater focus on the practical aspects. Um, That being said, it has never been uh, like, you know, you read something first, you completely memorize it and then you go implement it. Mm. I think it is, um, you know, a simultaneous process. It's not one after the other. It's like one, both of them support and complement the other. So I will read something, I will go see it uh, in a patient or whatever my resident shows me. Um, mm-hmm. Then I'll feel even more interested, you know, oh, look, I saw all this. I will go back and I'll read it again. And that will help me remember better. And the next yeah. time I see a patient with a similar condition, I will probably look for, you know, other signs and symptoms that I read uh, back when I went back to the topic for the second time. So it's right. like that. There's more synergy between the practical and the theoretical aspects.
0: So Vignesh, the question that I, you know, that kept coming up to me was this idea, right, that NEET is kind of selling, that it produces better MBBS candidates and better doctors. I just kept wondering whether that's actually true based off of what we're hearing, where these students are saying that they didn't really use anything that they learned in NEET,
1: yeah so what I understand after listening to these doctors is that it is just mostly an entrance examination that's it it is it, NEAT preparation helps with NEAT mm-hmm. that's it so beyond that it all goes goes to level goes to level zero and then everybody is almost the same
0: mm-hmm. so I wonder maybe if NEET helped them um, Develop different skills, but not just yes.
1: skills. Say, for example, like Disha mentions, yeah. it, it gives them a rigor. Like so that, that's something that need brought in. Yeah, uh, because uh, she mentions that uh, even though she studied volumes and volumes in twelfth, uh, I mean, compared to the uh, the number of books and the and the num- I mean, volumes of things that you have to study in mbbs it's nothing. Right. right. So maybe NEET acts as some sort of a bridge yeah. to bring in that rigor.
0: Parth also had something interesting to add to that.
2: Yeah, no, I had a lot of life lessons. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> NEET prep phase, yeah, me and my friend Arman, uh, we think about those days and we are like, wow, what a life lesson. <laughs> like, But but nothing, nothing that I studied for NEET is helping me right now. And that's as frankly as I can put it. I I learned the most random things in the world. And I was just in a rush to forget those things. Because there were so many other more important things that I needed to know. And my brain was clogged with these random facts. Useless facts. You know, if if I have decided in my third year of med school that I want to do community medicine, why should I know... some rare disorder that happens one in one million people in uh, some country and in... why do I need to know that?
0: Now Sudeesh Sadeh you'll recall he's a public health researcher and you know he isn't a doctor but he's gone through the process of what it takes to become a doctor but you know he said that you know scoring marks on you know multiple choice question paper for physics or chemistry or biology that doesn't really end up translating to whether or not you're a good physician or, you know, even a good MBBS candidate.
6: I think the way we look at tests, yeah, for like a lack of better word, I would say it's really perverted, right? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, is is like preparing for need beneficial. I don't know If if your goal is to like learn like good physics, chemistry, biology. I think maybe it's not. And still, I would say that I had, like, good teachers. My coaching class was, like, a really small coaching class uh, focused on students. So, it was not, like, one of those yeah, ranked middle way. places, yeah, where there are, like, 600 students sitting on, like, across, like, five floors and, like, crammed in, like, one building, right? So, uh, luckily, I-, I was not in, like, that situation. But still, uh, I-, I feel like all all tests, like, need to do is that they prepare you for, how good you can be at giving that test and that's it and that's in part the reason why students who like prepare for need are not able to solve questions on uh i don't know but like maybe like j w mains although i mean they should be able to do that but they mostly cannot because the two tests are trying to test different kinds of like physics and chemistry competencies right so uh, yeah, kids who do good on need often do not do good on like board exams uh and like vice versa so like all of all of that kind of like gives you like a peek into the basic idea that the test is just trying to like prepare you for like itself and not not for like learning the subjects, so I think there is like that uh but I think more importantly like, especially in the context of medicine, I'm not entirely sure how being good at, like, physics or being good at, like, inorganic chemistry is going to make you a good physician. Uh, Like, my skepticism is, like, due to, like, two things. So, first is that there is no, like, direct or, like, real connection in terms of, like, pedagogy of, like, scientific learning and, like, clinical, like, medicine learning right a lot of what happens in like medical colleges is more experience based it's more skills based uh and then the academic part of it is to be honest more like memory and like yeah based on a lot of that instead of like problem solving which is what tests like need focus on so there's like a gap in what's being taught and learned here and like what's being taught and learned in a medical college in terms of like how you even do those things for instance you have like biochem in 11th and 12th as a part of like biology you have biochem in like your first year of mbbs along with like anatomy and physiology but still those two like the way you learn those two biochem curricula is like way different so like there's like a massive gap in between those two so that's why i don't i don't know if like being successful on NEET is a good predictor of like being a good physician or even being a good like MBBS student.
1: Now what Sidesh said is interesting, you know, mm-hmm. NEET does give you the discipline, but nothing more than that.
0: Yeah. And this is especially problematic because at the end of the day, you do need soft skills to be a good doctor. You're interacting with people and you have to develop those skills on top of whatever you're learning. In your MBBS course. Here's what Parth had to say about this.
2: I want to do community medicine. I want to do biostatistics. I want to do epidemiology. So, what happened used to happen in CMC earlier was, before this whole niche theory thing was, you could choose the three subjects you want to write for. And you will get a special paper, which means if I want to do community medicine, I'll just have community medicine questions along with some basics of other subjects that I you should know questions like that. Similarly for surgery, medicine, and then they will check your skills on that subject. Are you really a good? Are you really good enough to enter that that branch? You know, as a surgeon, do you know how to suture? As an MBBS doctor, you should know how to suture. You know, uh, do you know how to examine a patient? So they would check all that and then give you that MDC. That makes so much sense. You know, think about it. Now what happens is, in our education system, you can become a surgeon without operating even once. Because your final year exam doesn't check whether you're operating or not. They'll ask you the theory. You know, as a surgeon, in your final... In, because, you know, practically you can't check a surgeon who uh, if he or she is doing a good surgery. Because it's unethical. You can't put a patient for an exam and ask them to operate. It's unethical. But, you know, when else do you check skills? When, when in the system are you checking skills? What I'm trying to say is that there is no, uh, so you get into an M- MS MD program, but when you get out, it's not like the quality is same throughout the country, you know, compared to US MD,
5: right.
2: where it doesn't matter which college you are in, but the quality of training is equal everywhere. And when you become a doctor, you're equally good as compared to somebody who's in Einstein or if, you know somebody who's in Philadelphia or whatever, like you're equally good. You might be seeing more uh, rare cases in one institute, different variety in another institute, but you're a good enough doctor. That's not happening in our country. The quality is is two ends of the spectrum. Somewhere you can become a surgeon with operating thrice in a year, and other end you might be operating every day and not knowing uh, your textbook well, but you'll know how to operate well. So, yeah.
0: So, what we kind of see is that the South, Tamil Nadu, Kerala, generally we have better healthcare. Systems in place, better infrastructure, better access to doctors. We see a lot of people from you know northern states come down to South India for treatment. Northern Indian states have had meat throughout. You know, it's not like Tamil Nadu where we've seen this fight going on for you know quite some time. But what is what is happening? What is the difference? Why? What are, what is South India doing that maybe these other states aren't doing? Why is there this difference in quality if this exam is still there? You know, everyone's taking the same thing. Everyone is, you know, qualified to that level. What is what is happening after that?
6: That's a really interesting question. So I think, like uh, again, like go, going back to what, let's say, NEET Yuji is testing, let's be clear it's just testing how well can you solve those 200 physics chemistry and biology questions that's it right so once you enter like the medical college i think again there are like differences with regards to how well you are taught how well are like the practicals conducted how well are your like clinical like clerkships and like all of those things right uh, need pg attempts to like create some standardization mm-hmm. uh but again, it's doing it at such a theoretical level that, uh, yeah, like the way it works is that people usually, once they are done with like their undergrad, they'll sit at home again, and this is something that people who can like afford to sit at home can do, right? So like people who can, who can rely on their families to like support them for like one or maybe more than one years while they study for Need PG, can give NEET PG and can like score well in that so that's like another mechanism of like creating inequity but yeah like NEET PG similar to NEET UG testing people on like a bunch of like subjects that they learned in their MBBS typically students go for like coaching classes read a bunch of textbooks give the test solve mcqs and that's it so there is no real standardization when it comes to your clinical skills right there is no real requirement for you to have valuable clinical experience some states might mandate let's say like rural service or some states might even incentivize rural service or even just general hospital service after you do mbbs but there are a lot of states a lot of colleges uh, a whole parallel private medical education system which is as big as the public education system in its size by the way uh, at this point now and none of these require you to have any clinical experience. So you can have MBBS, you can have MD in front of your name, and you might as well have not checked one patient independently, so to speak, right? So I think, I think that's, that's like a big problem that, that our medical education system is leading into. So states which probably do accreditation better states which do standardization better states which have more competency based learning are going to like create better doctors than other states but then speaking let's say specifically about bihar and tamil nadu right tamil nadu has a good public healthcare system but it's not nearly enough to even like cater to like its own population the reason tamil nadu like scores well on healthcare overall is because they have good economic development and that attracts a lot of private healthcare providers, right? Now Bihar does not have a good public health system, cannot attract good private healthcare providers. So overall, like it, it pushes down like the health performance even lower.
0: So what's interesting is that Sidesh, you know, he's done research across different rural areas in India and you know he says he he could see a difference in the type of infrastructure and resources and availability of healthcare in these different areas so we touched on this a little bit earlier in one of our earlier episodes but does healthcare and medical education should that fall under the state's jurisdiction should that be something that state's control how does that work out
1: yeah, see, f- this is the contention now. Now, as we are recording this podcast, there is uh, neat protest going on in Tamil Nadu, mm-hmm. right? So, there are so many players. The governor is a player. In fact, uh, the ruling party here is uh, sitting on a protest, uh, you know, asking them to take back neat. Uh, the governor is calling students who did very well and he also called the parents of the students who did well in NEET and conducted a sort of uh, conference where one of the uh, parents who despite his son or daughter achieving very high marks in NEET, raised some issues mm-hmm. so that became a problem and one of the students who actually uh, gained a medical seat through NEET came out and released a video saying there are so many problems uh, the possibility of getting um, medical seat through, if you have more money, you can get a seat easily. So just now, as we are doing this podcast, all these issues are going on outside. Right. So all this in my understanding boils down to this very important issue of having a federal structure, right? Right. Each state has its own problems. So each state has to find its own Mm -hmm. solutions. What works in Bihar may not work here. Mm -hmm. The infrastructure in Tamil Nadu, the medical infrastructure in Tamil Nadu is wildly different from the medical infrastructure of Bihar. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that Tamil Nadu does not have any medical issues. It's all hunky-dory over here, right? But the challenges are different. The problems are different, right? Right. So that is why anybody and everybody who we spoke to till now are... a law advising or all saying that having a federal structure with the state deciding about health care the state deciding about medical education is of prime importance and the center can't meddle with it this is something everybody agrees to
0: yeah so i want to bring in dr ravindranath so, he runs the Doctors' Association for Social Equity and, you know, he essentially says that NEET is against state rights and advocates for this kind of federalist structure. Then
7: NEET is against state um, rights. It is against federal system. Because in India, uh, state governments are controlling some medical seats. Central government is conduct, uh, con- uh, controlling a lot of medical seats. So, state uh, government, they are, uh, they are having 85% seats in government medical college, in their own government medical college. 15% is going to be given to the 15% is given to all India quota. Then from the private medical college, they are giving 65% seats to the uh, state government quota regarding Tamil Nadu, especially in Tamil Nadu. Then this minority institution, they are giving 50%. So for the minority institution, 50%, private medical is 65% seat, and government medical is 85% seat state government has uh, control so for that state government should conduct in uh, uh, entrance examination or otherwise they have to decide on what basis basis they would admit the students it is a right of the state government central government should not intervene the state's rights in admitting students in their control medical seats that is the important thing through need state uh, central government has grabbed the power of the state government in medical education that is not good for India, not good for federal system, not good for state's rights. That is our point.
0: So we also spoke to our two in-house um, experts about this. So this is what the Hindu's deputy resident editor, D. Suresh Kumar, had to add um, about this issue.
8: First, I personally of the i am of the view that needs should go because it's a question of state autonomy than anything else. Yeah. You know, a state government must have the right to determine how good enrolls its students in medical colleges. So there, if, therefore, I'm not saying that, you know, you take NEET plus plus two marks. No. From my point of view, it's up to the state government to decide. If that government feels NEET is not required, it should not be there. You know, otherwise, because no, many don't argue on this point. People are talking about merit and other things. My point is, it's a big question of state autonomy. You allow this, you will face similar problems in the other courses in the very near future. So that has to go. Then, you know, determining merit on the basis of entrance and this thing. If you look at IITs, you know, IITs have still not been able to come up with one concrete examination where they have complete faith that that gives them the best input of students. Because the JE itself, if you look at in the last 15 years, the how many changes it's undergone. They, you know, at one point they said, let's also take into account the plus two marks because schools completely skip. So I think in this it's still a process of evolution uh, no institute has been able to find a sure short method of because even the board exam is ultimately mugging. you know i cannot say you know it'll be foolish for me to say that the board exam is a superior exam to need or something from my point of view our examination system has a requirement of a lot of reforms you know we don't uh, you know evaluate students on the base of their understanding we are only having you know if you want to crack any exam today including your college degree examinations all you need is the last 10 years question paper you know you mug them up and then you're going to get the same question paper and then you're going to crack it so you know we need really need to find methods for examination reforms but certainly you know the plus two exam alone or the neat exam alone may not be a determinant you have to find ways
0: and this is what ramya Kannan, the chief of the hindus tamil Nadu reporting department had to say about this see
4: in a federal setup this is like you know similar to the Uniform Civil Code, which mm-hmm. is a pet peeve, let's not go there. Right. But the the um, commonality is that there are multiple differences in this country. There's plurality in this country. There's states that do excellently well. There are states that do not do that well. There is a high concentration of medical colleges in Maharashtra and Tamil Nadu, simply because it's a need based. It's it's all sprung up as a need based. Yeah. Uh, you know demand meets supply kind of thing. So, um, given their context, ra- rather our context, and the ease with which successive governments have dealt with education uh, in terms of professional uh, courses, entering into professional courses, has, um, you know, does not have anything bad written against it. It's been a pretty smooth uh, process right through. Um, Children have gone on to be researchers and uh, educationists and uh, top scientists and you know uh, doctors that lead teams abroad. So uh, when we have been doing something very well, um, what is the need to disrupt it? Mm-hmm. You know, it is uh, necessary to maintain status quo, mm-hmm. it's necessary to better it, better the situation, but we shouldn't disrupt mm-hmm for the sake of disruption, because then that will destabilize, you know, it was running very smoothly as far as Tamil Nadu goes, it's not that we had a uniform system throughout. Tamil Nadu has experimented with entry into professional colleges over the years. So it's not as if the state is not introspecting. So you continue with your all India pre-medical test, all India pre-dental test, continue people who want to write that test. Let them go ahead and write that test for entry into select institutions. Mm. But when you have a system that works in, the same system might not work in Maharashtra or Karnataka. They might have their own system working for them. So a lot of the states, I mean, it should be a state subject. It should continue to be a state subject. And it should not be, um, so this, uh, you know, hand from Delhi trying to impose... Uh, rules for the entire country that doesn't work in uh, these are all very sensitive areas so we need a government that is um, socially culturally uh, you know cognizant of the needs of that state and i don't think the center can do it
0: okay so i think the core takeaway you know from this episode is the fact that NEET ultimately helps you crack NEAT. Preparing for NEAT helps you crack NEAT after that you are on this I mean in a way after yeah, that absolutely. you're kind of on the same playing field as everyone. Absolutely.
1: See that's that's actually quite interesting because not only for NEAT people take one year two year you know uh, yeah. off we I mean, take 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 time out and then prepare an attempt Right. yeah so, so it's it's a very important examination and they spend lakhs right in right. coaching these are things which are unheard of for uh, board exams yeah. we don't take time off we yeah. don't uh, give lakhs and lakhs to spend so essentially this program which is just to select the students for MEBS mm-hmm. and it doesn't give them any sort of impetus after when they while they are studying mbbs Mm -hmm. people are students are forced to take breaks Mm -hmm. parents are forced to pay Mm lakhs. it doesn't make sense for me
0: it's it's interesting because it's like you have the the playing field to get into mbbs is so obviously skewed right there's it's so obviously uneven yes like you said spending Mm -hmm. all this money to crack meat all Mm -hmm. of that you're doing all of this only for there to end up only for you to end up at an even playing field where everyone is starting from zero in the yeah. MBBS program yeah it's not necessarily achieving yeah. the stated goal of bringing in meritorious candidates
1: yeah just a one time wonder <laughs> and we also learned from the last three speakers that this is why it is important to leave these decisions to the states themselves. Yeah. And not for the center to decide for the states. Right.
0: right. Yeah. So that's it for this week's episode. We have one more episode coming out next week. And if you enjoyed this, make sure you are subscribed. We are available on all major streaming platforms including spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher and you can follow all of the hindu data's work at the hindu.com data uh yeah thanks vignesh thank you swanika